Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome to our our midweek show, our season show, where we'll be talking all things NFL here. We're days away, guys. After this long summer, I mean, it's been a boiling hot day today, but it's been cold days, hot days, rain, snow, a, a, a sort of illness going around that we've all may have heard of, a vaccination for that illness that we've all heard of, uh, and plenty of other crazy things. Players have moved, been traded, been drafted. It's been a mental world. It's been a mental last eight months or so. But Thursday night, the Dallas Cowboys go into Tampa Bay against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions, and the NFL season starts once again. And not for a 16-week season this year, a 17-week season. In fact, no, an 18-week season. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have such a great time. The Franchise Tag Podcast is going to be here alongside you for the whole time, for the old fan, the new fan, and the UK fan. Make sure you sign up to our affiliate program. That is with Star Sports Betting for all of your betting needs for the NFL season. You can use our promo code FTAG to uh, sign up there, and that will tell you that you've gone via us to get to them. They're going to have all the best betting odds for the 2021 NFL season, so make sure you go check them out. That is Star Sports Betting. Go check them out today. Great affiliate, guys, and going to have a heck of an air 2021 season. So our basis for this episode is going to be, well, this program throughout the whole season, I suppose, is we're going to make points about the week coming or the week prior, and we're going to be a bit, it's going to be discussion. We're going to have a topic and then discuss it. Um, so we might as well just jump straight into it. Uh, Adam is going to start with us tonight with his point, and we're going to look at tonight what we are looking forward to with week one. Like I said, it's been such a long summer. The NFL is now here. We're all mega excited. We're giddy. Go and check out the NFL fantasy draft that we did for the Franchise Tag League. Sponsored, we, we sponsor, which is the original league that me and Andrew are in. Adam has joined it as well. It is a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour video. So maybe break it up over a few days, but it is a lot of fun and it's also good as well. We're going to have fantasy shows. We're going to have Sunday um, Sunday live shows as well, looking at the games that happened on Sunday. There's a lot coming from the Franchise Tag Podcast, so make sure you follow us on all social media and on YouTube to be able to catch all of our content that we are doing. Adam, kick us off. Episode one of the 2021 season. What are you excited about for week one, my man? So I think... One of the main things that I think everyone's excited about is how the rookie QBs are going to perform on in week one. I mean, as you've said, we've had a long time since the season has started uh, for or season finished from last year. And all it's been about has been about the draft and these guys coming out of college and how they're going to do. And now finally we get to see what they are actually capable of. Um, my point is that Obviously, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, they won't be playing uh, this week. But you've got three rookie quarterbacks that all went in the first round that are going to be playing this week with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they do because the the one thing that I have looked at and, and when you look at the games that they're playing, I actually think that all three of them games the teams that they are playing for potentially could win them games. So it will be really interesting to see how they perform under the spotlight. And when we were talking during the draft and you mentioned to me about whether I'd seen any of the college uh, college action that happened last weekend, the one thing that I noticed with uh, Spencer Rattler, who was you know one of the guys that's really highly tipped to do really well this year, be in the top half of the draft next year, um, 
you know, to me, it looked like he was overthrowing balls. He wasn't quite, it was the first time I'd ever seen him and he wasn't quite as great as what everyone has been saying. And I can't help but feel a lot of it was due to nerves and, and just, you know, that first sort of game of the season. So I think it'd be really interesting. Trevor Lawrence, they're at home to the Texans. I mean, everyone's going to be wanting to beat the Texans this year. So you have to feel that he's got to start really well in order to get that win for the Jags. Because it's an important one. Because as we saw with Joe Burrow last year, you know, just because you're a brand new quarterback, just because you're the number one pick, doesn't mean that your team's going to get loads and loads of wins for you this season. So I think, for me, I think... You know, that's a big thing for him. And he hasn't maybe been that brilliant in preseason. Zach Wilson has looked good in preseason, but he's with the Jets. You know, they've got the Panthers. You kind of feel like because they're at home, that maybe they've got a chance. That's probably the one that's most likely not to happen, but they might have a chance in that one. And then Mac Jones has shown how good he can be in during training camp. I mean, he's beaten Cam Newton to the job. And, you know, they're playing the Dolphins at home. They are the favourites to win that game at the moment. So you kind of feel like watching these guys see how they do in that first week is going to be really exciting to watch and just see how they progress and see what they can do in the NFL straight away. Adam, from those three um, quarterbacks, which one of them do you think will have the best week one? Uh, to me, I think the one that will will do will be Mac Jones. I I just feel that he is he's the sort of guy who fits the system. And the the one narrative that came out with Mac Jones is that he is NFL ready already at the moment, coming out of the draft compared to the rest of the the other first round quarterbacks. And so, although they have probably got the toughest matchup in playing against the Dolphins, you kind of feel like that Mac Jones, you know, if he is so NFL ready, then this is the guy who might be able to do something. Yeah, and I think what we saw from uh, preseason as well is they've got that committee backfield as well behind him, where I think all of, I think they have four running backs all did really, really well pre-season. So I think that's going to really support him and help him and not put the pressure on him having to throw it downfield all the time as well. So, yeah, I like what they've done pre-season with it as well. Who, who do you think out of the three quarterbacks? I mean, there is more than these three rookie quarterbacks, but, you know, we have got Justin Fields and uh, Trey Lance, but we're probably not going to see them week one unless something crazy happens in the what is it? Who the Bears got? The Bears of Bears are at the Rams and yeah. 49ers are at the, the Lions. So you can imagine you're probably not going to see either of them. But out of the three, it, there's a lot of pressure of them being instant hits, all three of these guys. And if they don't perform that week one, fans, people can turn very quickly, media can turn very quickly. Which one do you think has the most pressure to really hit the ground running uh, this weekend? I think, really, the one that's probably got the most pressure is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he is the number one pick. I, you know, I know they're playing the Texans. The Texans are a mess. Um, so, because of that, you kind of feel like it's unlikely that that's going to necessarily be a, a massive problem for them, as in to try and get the win. But just having that number one pick and being like, 
all the attention is going to be on him. So even though the atten- there will be attention on Mac Jones, there'll be attention on Zach Wilson, the fact of the matter is he's the number one pick. He's going to get more attention than everybody else because of that. And so you kind of feel like if things start going wrong and like quickly start going wrong in Jacksonville, you can't help but feel that the pressure is going to ramp up on him. And also as well with Star Sports, the offensive rookie of the year uh, odds at the minute they have is Trevor Lawrence at three to one, Mac Jones at six to one, and we don't see Zach Wilson uh, till eight to one as two players above him. So if you do fancy putting some money on who is going to be the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, it could be one of them three quarterbacks that we have been talking about. Um, Ash, we move on to you. Uh, what are you looking forward most to week one? Um, so for me personally, actually, um, I'm quite looking forward to the rookies in general. Um, so I think I've got them quite heavily stacked in my fantasy leagues. Um, looking back kind of across all of them, um, I don't know whether that was on purpose or just, you know, the best players left on the board. Um, but I do have to agree with Adam. Um, I'm kind of rooting for Mac Jones. Um, I will happily put money on him to get offensive rookie of the year. Um, wow. I think... I don't know. I said it months ago as well that I thought he was going to be the one, um, but I still didn't see kind of Cam Newton being axed. Um, I kind of just personally didn't see that one coming. But hey, I mean, if you're a rookie QB and you've got Bill Belichick behind you, kind of rooting for you as well, you know, Matt Jones must be feeling pretty happy with himself right now, but also nervous as hell. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll be really keen to kind of see him play um, this weekend and stuff as well. I keep I keep wanting to say kind of next week. I actually can't believe that the season is here. It's this weekend. Um, but other players and stuff that I have as well, I'm really looking forward to seeing Carl Pitts. I still think the Falcons are going to win that division and go to the playoffs. Um, I'm predicting <laughs> it already. <laughs> um, but I'm just kind of keen to see Carl Pitts in proper action. You know, preseason is preseason and stuff, but this is this is legit now. This like these wins and losses mean something. Um, I'm gonna be really keen to see, you know, if Carl Pitts is as good as kind of everybody is anticipating and expecting from him as well. Um, he's got the Eagles and stuff week one. That could be an interesting game. Um, I'm quite interested as well to see Devontae Smith, uh, Devonta Smith, sorry, um, wide receiver. Um, I've got him in one of my um, fantasy leagues as well. Um, so I think like seeing those two, um, I know obviously not going kind of head-to-head position-wise and everything, but as far as a rookie matchup and stuff goes, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see kind of who comes out there. And the other guy that I have, um, I know maybe maybe not as great as maybe people expected him to be kind of in some preseason games um, and even at training camp. Um, I'm really big on Jamar Chase. Um, I mean, he's back with Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Um, I think that could be a really exciting duo moving forward. I know people always say, oh, but it's the Bengals. Um, but, you know, this could be the start of you know something completely great. Looking at kind of what they did at college, um, you know, this could be a complete, you know, magical duo, match made in heaven. Um, so yeah, so those are kind of my rookies that I'm keen to keen to see this weekend and see how they actually stack up and if they can put their money where their mouth is. Unfortunately yeah, for Devontae, fortunately for Devontae Smith, I was not in his. I'm not really tracked him at all until I also drafted him in in the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and now I want that guy to break the rookie wide receiver yards, TDs, everything. I'm backing him so much. I know. Um, sorry, Andrew, you're about to make a point. No, I was just going to agree with you. You definitely picked on the right uh, rookies there to watch out for in re- week one. I think they are definitely the most exciting. I think what's really, really interesting about the ones that you've gone for as well 
is the likes of Jamar Chase, who sat out for a whole year and struggled slightly through preseason with such a big name and such like so many hopes on him being this incredible wide receiver. You know, I absolutely loved him at LSU. So um, he's going to be a big one for me to watch because all the odds are stacked against him looking like he's not going to be as good as what they thought. Um, so, yeah, that's a real interesting one to watch. And I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that one, especially with him having T Higgins on the other side of the ball as well. That is true. I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, with such kind of a big arena and stuff to step into, um, maybe it's just down to nerves. Who knows? Um, It could be a different question, obviously, when fans come back into the stadium as well. Um, And as I said, you know, when a game actually means something. I mean, I work a lot better under pressure. Um, So who knows? Um, You know, maybe they've kind of tweaked a couple of things, hashed some things out kind of off camera, off screens and whatever as well. Um, But I'm hoping that he turns up. Otherwise, I think I'll just be kind of really disappointed, um, to be honest. Um, But yeah, definitely excited for those rookies this weekend. Ash, out of all the uh, wide receivers and the tight end that you've just, uh, Kyle Pitts that you've just mentioned, I mean, who... Do you feel that any of them actually have the potential to become offensive rookie of the year? Do you think that any of them can sort of beat out the quarterbacks? Because it is normally quarterbacks that get it. But is there anyone good enough? Oh, you have frozen on me, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can talk, but he can't even move. Anyway, we, we'll carry on. Um, okay. Go ahead, Ash. No, but fair enough. So, obviously, well... I do like Mac Jones. Um, I like taking an out, like, well, he's not really an outsider option and stuff anymore, but that could be a really interesting one. Um, another guy as well, sorry, that I forgot to mention. Um, I do like Najee Harris for the Steelers. Um, of course that you do. Be... It's Najee Harris. He's going <laughs> yeah. to go crazy. He could year. make a great run for it. Um, God, I don't know. I'm, I've, I'm half tempted to just make an outrageous claim and say that for the love of God, if the Falcons do make it to the playoffs, do make it kind of that far, Carl Pitts. I mean, that could just be the biggest story of the 2021 season. Um, COVID no longer. It's, you know, kind of that story and stuff. Um, but I don't know, actually. I think, you know, the rookie kind of picks and stuff this year and actually like the class that we've got, they're all actually pretty decent. And I think it's a tough call to say right now. Um, so it will be kind of interesting maybe after this weekend to see what the odds say um, and see, you know, if any of that has kind of moved around um, and things like that and kind of just keep track on that. So um, that's actually something that I will keep an eye on. When, when they first um, got picked by their teams, I put all my bets on the who was going to win rookie of the year for all of I them. And I actually had Kyle Pitts, a guy at 10 to 1. Um, so I've actually put my money on him because I think out of all the rookies, he's got less to prove as a tight end. If he shows yeah. up as a wide receiver and gets in, he doesn't need to get in the end zone 20 times. He doesn't need over a thousand yards. That's not what you expect from a tight end. So I think if he just puts up good tight end numbers, uh, I think he, he's got to be in the shout for rookie of the year, which is why I put my, my money on him. I mean, being the number four draft pick as well, um, yeah, he's going to be great to watch. And obviously, we get to see him live at the London Games too. Um, so that's going to be great. Um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> if he if he puts up 700 yards, eight TDs as a tight end, he's got to be in that conversation, that really. Because that I, I, like the 1,000-yard yard tight ends are George Kittle has been. Um, but obviously, he's coming back off of an up and down season last year of injury. Travis Kelsey, obviously, is the outlier of the receiving yards guys. Mike Andrews, Darren Waller, guys like that. So if he hits... 
over 800, over 700. He's going to be in the conversation, I think, unless they compare, unless one of the wide receivers gets in a thousand yard year and maybe gets 11 plus 15 plus touchdowns. I just don't know. We're yeah. talking a lot about offensive players. Is there any defensive rookies that we're all looking forward to seeing? So, so personally, I, I think the one that it has looks the most interesting for me is is Mika Parsons. I think him mm. at the Cowboys is going to be is will be fascinating to see how um, how they do in a defense that last year looked pretty poor. Um, and to have someone like that, I mean, if anyone has watched Hard Knocks over the last. Uh, few weeks then you would have seen him on there and he is like he is go 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 all the time and I think he will be a fascinating uh, person to see how he does in the NFL and how he can try and improve this defense which desperately needs the improvement I think for me I'm gonna stick at linebacker as well and but unfortunately is on a team that is in my division. I'm going to go Jer- <laughs> Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, uh, JOK. I really like JOK coming out of uh, the draft, going to out of Notre Dame. Um, again, I, I just I, it's, it's obviously annoying him being on the Browns, but if he fits into that system and he you know becomes that cover linebacker that they need because they they were shaky there last year, and that's what they've gone and done. They've brought in Michael Walker. Uh, they've got JOK as well there. I believe they brought someone else in as well, but I can't remember. Um, I, I, I'm really interested by his Cleveland team in general as an NFL fan, not as a Steelers fan. Couldn't care less for them, want them to lose every game. But <laughs> as an NFL fan, they, the JOK is one of these guys that I, I really do have high hopes for, and I think he's going to have quite a successful year. in. But the player that I would like most to probably break out, even though, again, it's not breaking out, it's just him getting better, is Chase Young. Um, I want to see him just go from strength to strength. Uh, you know, I'm so all of you know, I'm really hot on the Washington defense. But I think they're the best young front seven in, in NFL. It's funny so. you should say Chase Young because the guy that I've got to uh, watch out for in that position is Montez Sweat. I think he's flown under the radar. I really liked him in college. He got he was drafted. His draft stock dropped due to a heart defect that he never had, um, and then. I think with Chase Young on the other side, I think that Montez Sweat's just people aren't going to be watching him and he's going to be the one to break out this year. I think he's going to have a real good season. I think another one that could have like a career revitalization, again, if he stays healthy, is Melvin Ingram, who's gone to Steelers. I know, again, I've been a bit Steelers centric with that, but if he creates the tandem with TJ Watt, he will be a threat. He will get eight sacks, I think, or, or maybe even more. But his injury history has been so bad over last year. He has regressed, it feels like. But players move and sometimes he looked really good in the preseason, I thought, whenever I watched Ingram. And he has been a force to be reckoned with in seasons gone by. It's just where we can find that form again. I think if, you, if you're on a team where you can find that form, it is at the Steelers. Um, because of having that guy next to you, guy on the other side, like TJ Watt, the defences are going to focus on. That could earn him, you know, maybe two sacks this year for the defences just focus on him rather than uh, Ingram. Do you, do you not just think that it's going to be incredibly hard to to meet the sack record that Michael Strahan put out, even though they have yeah. got that extra game? It's like, I, I just, I don't think that it's, you know, it's a different time in the NFL. I just can't, personally, I just can't see anyone sort of either staying fit for long enough or just being able to, to be able to 
sort of continually be at, at that high performance in order to be able to do it. I, I just think that he is just going from strength to strength year on year and he is just so good. And yeah, I, I, I he does miss games. He has missed one or two games in the last few years. Um, so yeah, you have got to stay healthy and there is some cracking offensive linemen. But with the amount of movement that QBs do now, um, I, I, you can... You can. You don't have to just go through linemen to sack anymore. You can get players out on the. You know when they come out, you get Justin Herbert on the side, Lamar Jackson out on the side. He, he faces right. He faces one quarterback twice a year, but does do that in Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know about the rest of their schedule, but it, I. I just think yeah, it is a very high attainable one, and yeah, I'm shooting for the stars. Uh, it's maybe me being a bit too hot on the Cleveland Browns doing very well this year because I do think they are going to be very good. I just. I think with that tandem with Clowney, it just works. You know, when you look at, I said, look at the numbers here. Outside of Aaron Donald, who is just a wrecking machine, all it, all these guys have a guy next to them. TJ Watt had, had Bud Dupree. Um, Trey Hendrickson had Cam Jordan. Um, Hassan Reddick had Chandler Jones. Zadarius Smith has uh, Preston Smith, uh, Chris Barnes, players like that. Leonard Williams uh, has um, Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence. They all have sort of a tandem going and someone on that next to them. And defences, well, sorry, offensive linemen, I think they just, it, it, it's, it's, there's only five guys. And there is always, we outside of maybe five to seven offensive lines out there, would you say nearly every line has a strong guy in each of them five positions in the ta- two tackles, the guards in the centre? Again, I think it's no, five. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that respect. I, I you know I do feel that maybe the O lines aren't as strong as what they used to be for for certain ones, and and certain teams don't have multiple players that are going to be able to to stop him. I just feel like twenty two and a half sacks is a hell of a lot of sacks to get in one season. They would have they would have said that before it, the start of the two thousand one season for Michael Strahan, wouldn't they? Yeah. So if these goals can be attainable. These goals can be attainable. If, no. Joe Flacco, if Joe Flacco can get to a Super Bowl, then Miles Garrett <laughs> can get 22 and a half sacks. I'll say that for free. Andrew. I'm rooting really. for you, Red, uh, Freddie, now. Um, I hope Andrew. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I should have money on it. I, should, I was trying to find it earlier. Get, get some on it. See if you can. I think, I think um, you can probably create one. Do it. Oh, we'll speak, about, speak about it long enough and it will just happen for you and then <laughs> everybody will be on board. <laughs> exactly. Maybe our friends over at Star Sports are listening. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Andrew, <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to? Well, as like uh, probably a lot of us, um, our fantasy teams are paying into a lot of uh, what we're interested in in week one. Bar you, Freddie, because you're a Steelers fan, so you only like defence. Defence um, and Najee Harris, that's all I'm about. Um, <laughs> I found, we spoke about this during the draft, we spoke about it afterwards, that running backs were really, really hard to come by uh, after you picked your first sort of two. Uh, so getting a good backup running back was uh, was was tough. Uh, and that made me lead to think about actual teams, RB2s, and what they have in, in the back room and which one of those could come through. Now, I made a note of every single team's backup running backs, but I've narrowed it down to three teams I want to talk about just so uh, we're not here all night. Uh, my first one I wanted to talk about was the Bills. Uh, and I wanted to talk about the fact that th- they haven't got an RB1, I don't believe. So I think that position is up for grabs for both of their two running backs and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. 
Um, they both have sort of one's played for three years, one's had one year. Uh, they're very similar in in height, in speed. Um, so it's just which one of them is going to be the better one of the two. I think singles Terry's stats. I think he had he's, he's averaging about seven six hundred yards per season. He's not getting in the end zone a lot. I think he's only been in twice in each of his first two years, and he's averaging around four point eight yards per rush. Now Zach Moss is a new guy. Obviously, they weren't sold on Singletary, which is why they brought Zach Moss in. Uh, but I don't think he really took off in his first year. What four hundred four hundred eighty something yards, four touchdowns, and averaging four point three. So I'm going to put it to you guys now and ask you which one of those two do you think could be the RB1 for that team and which is the RB2? Their week one matchup is against Freddy's Steelers. I Who wants to go the, first? I, I, think in the, <laughs> I think in the long run, Zach Moss will win the job because I feel like there's just a bit more about him. Um, a bit more of a presence, and he's got that. He's got that strength as well, as well as that speed. Um, Devin Singletree, I feel like he's just a very decent backup. He's not really, you know, he's not got that much more to him. He's not got. He's not great at the pass catching. Um, he's 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 good. He's elusive, but he hasn't got so much the strength. I I just see him as a a decent RB2, not an RB1. I don't maybe see Zach Moss as an RB1, but if I was going to pick out the two of them, I would be going Zach Moss personally. Hmm. I've got to agree with you as well, actually, Freddie. Um, I think out of the two, um, Zach Moss over Singletary. Um, if I had a choice, probably I'd take somebody completely different for the RB1 job, you know, if if they were there. Christian Wade. Christian Wade should be the RB1. Oh, he's out for the year, mate. He's not going to play. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I think as you know, this whole podcast and whole chat is anyway, it'll be interesting to see kind of with them actually um, what happens actually, I think, in the week one game. So that'll be one to watch for sure. Yeah, clean sweep. Um, I think that we've seen everything that we've seen from Singletree already. Uh, I think he can he can be okay in the pass catching game, but when it comes to being an RB one and the guy who's going to have most of the ball, I think that Moss is probably the one who's going to take it in the end. I, I'd like to make a point. I don't think either will run well against uh, Pittsburgh. I think they will dominate as in the passing game. They were. I think that we won't. It won't be like one of them lights up against Pittsburgh. They'll both have maybe all right games. I don't think any, you won't be able to split the hairs between them in that game. It'll yeah. be as the season progresses. It's, it's one of them where they really struggled last year with the run game and they never addressed it at all in free agency or the draft. So I think they've got to see something they like in this pair. Um, and maybe, you know, as my uh, Bills fan says, he thinks their RB one's going to be Josh Allen. So um <laughs> He, uh, which is probably going to be right again. Uh, but I, I disagree with, with, with the three of you, funny enough. Um, I think Singletary will be the RB1. I think he's the more experienced guy. I think, like I say, he's going into his, uh, into his fourth year. I think Zach Moss has still got something to prove. So I think they'll go with Singletary as their RB1 and Zach Moss will maybe be that pound and grind guy and um, Singletary will take the most of the snaps. Uh, my other team that I wanted to talk about was the Arizona Cardinals. So the two guys I want to talk about there are Chase Edmonds and James Connor. 
So another connection for Freddie again. Um, now the two of them, obviously, I love Chase Edmonds. I've been a fan of having him in my fantasy team before, but there's something about him I just don't feel like he is a true RB1. Now they're saying he is going to be the starter. He's on the depth chart as their RB1 and James Connor as the backup. But when you look at the stats, you've got to, you've got to ask the question of which one it is. So Edmonds, uh, in his three years, has He's slowly got better from 200 to 300 to 400 yards. Um, you know, he's, he's got seven touchdowns in his highest season in 2019. He had four. Um, and he was only really used in the receiving game uh, last year where he actually did have quite uh, a decent, I think he had um, around 200, four, between 200 and 400 yards, something like that, uh, and four touchdowns. So he was used in the receiving game quite a bit. When you look at James Conner as a running back, when you take away all of his, his, his one year where he had some very severe injuries, he had his breakout year in 2018 where he had 973 yards and 12 touchdowns. You know, he took over Le'Veon Bell and proved that he could be the starting running back for the Steelers, which was a big job to take. He had his 2019 uh, injury year, but he still managed to produce 464 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I think it was week two he got injured in as well. So he missed he missed quite a bit uh, in between there. And then last year, I felt like he slipped under the radar. No one really talked about him. Um, they used a lot of Benny Snell and Samuels and um, Claypool even used was in the running back. But his actual stats, despite being off with COVID and having an injury, were 721 yards and six touchdowns, which for me, I think is impressive. Um, and it is a lot more than what Chase Edmonds has ever done. So can he stay healthy? And if so, will he take the RB1 job? So I think that Connor is probably the better all-round back, um, but he can't stay healthy. He, he's always getting injured. Mm. Um the one thing I would say with Chase Edmonds is that he's always had Kenyon Drake there. So that's something maybe if they decide to go more towards Edmonds because he's the guy who was there originally, he might be get first first choice, basically. Um, so I think that for that reason, you might see Edmonds uh, kind of get more uh, reps at the beginning of the season. But... Overall, I think Connor's the better one, but he won't he won't stay fit. So I I wouldn't draft either of them. <laughs> I, I, over, over the last few years, they've had a speedster and a thumper, and yeah. Edmonds is the speedster, and they want Connor to be the thumper. But Connor can't be the thumper anymore. He he doesn't stay healthy enough. He doesn't stay fit enough, and also he's I don't think he's talented enough to be. I like love James Connor in Pittsburgh, like for his story but in the last few years yeah you say 700 yards is, is impressive but he we were last in rushing last year okay that is a team effort i admit but it's not it's not good enough i i i, I think james connor should be the rb1 um not that i'd be happy about either of them um but i think they're trying to go speak to thumper I, james connor's just not a thumper anymore he he's, he can't do it he gets too injured i think yeah. they'll go rb1 james connor though yeah, I agree. And I just personally, for me, um, Edmonds just let me down so much last year on DraftKings. Um, I can't. <laughs> I don't. It's 
it's gone personal now. Like he let me so hard. He let me down. Um, but yeah, kind of another difficult choice actually, um, to be honest. But I mean, yeah, I agree with the guys um, on that one. Yeah. I do not know. Sorry to interrupt. I've, I've got the depth charts up for the running backs. If you, Ourlads.com is where I get all of my depth chart stuff. It, they're fantastic. It's great. Um, and I did not know that there's a guy called Jake Funk who plays for the Rams. That is the yeah. best. That was great. The, the third string. Jake there Funk. There are some cracking surnames, by the way, for bringing, players. Bringing the Funk to LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want the headline to be. Oh, my God. Um, my final team that I wanted to talk about was a split decision on draft night with everybody talking about it. It's whether the Broncos stay with <laughs> the old-timer Melvin Gordon or risk it and chuck in the rookie Javonta Williams. Ooh. Now, be Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, what, nearly, nearly hit 1,000 yards, 986, nine touchdowns and 10 starts that he had last year. Um, and the rookie, all we know about him was he had a fantastic 2020 at UNC, uh, 1,140 yards, 19 touchdowns, and he split carries with uh, Carter, who's at the Jets now, and the, he, he had as equally the same stats, just nine touchdowns instead of 19. If anything, Carter probably edged him out on you know, average yards per run. But for me, I think that position is up for grabs. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I think they're going to need the run game uh, in Denver because uh, their quarterbacks that they've got are going to rely on uh, a running game to get those wide receivers open later. So, again, guys, who do we think is going to be the RB1 there? And they have got – who have they got week one? They've got the Giants week one. So what do we think? Um, I think week one, it'll be Melvin Gordon. I think he is the, you know, the experienced pro. So he's going to get, he's going to get the gig first week. Having said all that, I do feel it's just a matter of time. I think that you can't invest that much draft capital into a running back and not expect him to become the starter. Um, and I think that will happen in the first year. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Gordon's out of contract at the end of the season. So I well, think with with all of that, I think you're, you'll probably find quite quickly that uh, he will basically not be used as much and that the rookie will come through. Gordon, Gordon for the first five weeks will be RB1. Again, doesn't stay fit. We'll start share carries. It'll work, and then by the end of the season, Williams is one, and then they'll hit, and then Gordon will get out of contract, and they'll let him go. That's what I think personally. I think Williams is the better option for long term, but they'll stick with Gordon week one. Yeah, I mean it's difficult to not agree or follow suit with that. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, hundred percent Melvin Gordon at least for the first few weeks anyway. Um, who knows? It could be a real change. He could stay for the long run, uh, you know, for the entire season. But I think, you know, if somebody is going out of contract and stuff, then um, it kind of just makes sense to slowly wean them out and wean them off and stuff. Um, but yeah. He could be trade bait, you know, Gordon. I mean, That's if you look at the, like, if you look around the league, I mean, the Ravens, 
That could be a team that looking at. I mean, I know LA, the Rams obviously went and traded for Sony Michelle, but that could have been someone. Mm. He could easily be. I mean, who else is out there? Uh, if if DeAndre Swift doesn't stay healthy, I mean, they have got Jamal Adams and J- they drafted Jamal Jefferson. Uh, James Robinson, say if he gets injured in the year with Jacksonville. I mean, I mean there are a lot of contenders. <laughs> there are a lot of contenders. I mean, yeah. well, the Texans have an absolutely stacked running back room in Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead. Three years ago, that running back room stacked. But in 2021... They're all in their 30s, aren't they? Apart yeah. from Philip Lindsay, who must be close. Philip Lindsay, I think, is yeah. 27. 27, 28, something like that. The only tw- I generally thought he was a bit older, actually. I think he's only 27. Must be the hair. I could just find out. To be fair. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you make excellent point, Andrew. I, what, who do you think? So you think for Javante Williams is going to start eventually? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on Javante Williams. Like, I, I, like he was in a committee back at UNC. Oh, UNC. I'm, old, I'm older than Philip Lindsay. Gross. Oh. <laughs> UNC had a real good quarterback. They had two real good running backs. Iris stats inflated at college. I'm not sold that he should be taking over from Gordon, who I don't think's ever had a bad year, really. I think he's always been consistent every year, apart from the year he decided he wanted a bigger contract, so he sat out for a little bit. Uh, I don't think he's been overly injury-prone like you think he has been, Fred. I think he's just had backroom issues uh, at the Chargers, and then last year, I think everybody suffered a little bit with injuries with uh, not having training camps and things. Um, I have got an honourable mention in the uh, in the backroom, uh, running back, um, it's someone I'm interested in watching. It would be someone I'll be keeping my eye on week one as well. And that is Marlon Mack, who seems to have dropped off the radar, despite the fact, what, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons just about in 2018, 2019, uh, averaging, uh, what, eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns a year. He's only 25. I know Jonathan Taylor was exceptional, but... What's happened to Marlon Mack? I don't think he's even listed as the RB2. I think he's three or four on the list. On sure, he's so good. On the list, That's I've the name that I haven't mentioned in months. Just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> like, months. <laughs> it's crazy. He was so good. He was so good. Either way, we are all really excited for the NFL season to start. It is only days away and you can catch it 20 past one in the morning, Thursday into Friday. Cowboys go to the Buccaneers on Game Pass, on Sky, whatever you need, you can go and watch it. It's going to be so fun to watch it straight away this week. I can't believe it's now turned up. NFL Fantasy stuff set. We've got the shows now going. We've got football now starting. It's all very exciting. Make sure you check out all of our stuff here on the franchise tag. Also check out, was live earlier this evening, was Ash. She was live with the NFL UK team on the Her Huddle with uh, Hannah Wilkes of Sky and Kay Adams, who you know from Good Morning Football, which was a really good watch. That's, I presume, is still all on YouTube and everything like that, isn't it, Ash? So make sure people, yeah. uh, make sure you all go and check that out because it's three women in, in the NFL that uh, have great knowledge and are great people and have worked exceptionally hard. And yeah, go and watch it uh, straight after this. But until then, we'll be back for the whole year. We'll see you soon. Enjoy the first week. Get the beers in. Get the food in because the NFL is back.